we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football Game Source. Of course, the great folks out there at LakersBall.com. They're a little bit bummed at LakersBall.com right now, but they have some hope like we do, and you can find out why, as Oxide247 will tell you right there at LakersBall.com. Plus, go ahead and support him today at, of course, what he does for a living, his company, Symblades, SymblesWithAY.com. Also as well, Stone Hansen has an awesome show with his good friends as well, the Upside Swings. NBA Draft Podcast, go ahead and check out UpsideSwings.com for all those latest news and notes and also latest episodes of the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. If you missed it, there was an awesome playback that they covered the lottery. And congratulations to the Spurs, a team that I thought would win, as I called it last night, the lottery out there for us. So go ahead and check out the latest news and information on the NBA Draft with Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Plus also as well, The Magic Man, Sean Grice, go ahead and check him out each and every week right there at the Magic Man in the morning. Our good friend, John McCallion, on his YouTube channel, please support that. And our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, they're also available right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Tell you what, everybody out there, truly appreciate you watching and listening. Thanks so much for supporting us. Please like and subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on what's going on with the Lakers Fast Break podcast and support our playback. Each and every time out right there for you at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Well, the Lakers went into game one of the conference finals looking for a heavyweight matchup against the Denver Nuggets in the Mile High City. And I will tell you what, for three quarters, it looked like the Lakers were devastated. It looked like the Lakers could do nothing right. And it looked like the Denver Nuggets could do nothing wrong. They seemed to hit everything. The Lakers could not get back on transition. They could not rebound for the life of them. And it was, they were seriously getting outplayed for three quarters. But Darvin Ham made a couple changes here or there to the actual way that they were playing defense, which they weren't playing for three quarters. And the Lakers came storming back from a 20-point deficit to go ahead. And I'll tell you what, they almost, almost pulled it out, a victory coming so close, down three points, Unfortunately, a couple of mistakes by LeBron, and, well, that's all she wrote. But the Lakers got to give them an A for effort and coming back with a 132-126 loss. Denver Nuggets taking a 1-0 series lead. And here today to go ahead and talk about today's game, good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today right there for you at Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. It is Stone Hanson and Stone. Glad to have you here, my friend. Looking forward to your thoughts on the game. Again, I credit a lot to the the just the drive of the Lakers after what was seemingly three quarters of pain to come back to almost win the game. Yeah, um, I mean, I was uh, pretty disappointed by what I saw during those first um, three and a half quarters, and then halfway through the third, um, yeah, credit to him for adjusting in the game. Um, uh usually i mean a lot of coaches don't do it um but he ended up you know adjusting and and figuring out uh, a root of a a large part of the issue for us defensively which was uh, not having ad in the paint to be any sort of room protector um once he put rui on there it allowed ad to sag off a little bit and 
provide that for us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a matter of uh, two things. Um, at that point, it might have been a little too late. I think um, the Nuggets had just had such a massive shift of momentum in their favor that um, we were climbing out of a big hole uh, at that point. But, you know, obviously we did get uh, opportunities to tie it uh, and we just couldn't capitalize especially there at the end, um, you know, we were down uh, by three. LeBron ended up taking it, but I think there was room for him to uh, – you only need to go for two, I think, at that point, and, and you could have probably gotten a better look. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's better to end on a note that we finished that close and, and lost rather than it be a blowout for the entirety of the game. Uh, I was, you know, definitely encouraged by – how I ended that final quarter and a half, but um, it, it does, it does suck. I'm not going to lie and sit here and say it doesn't suck that we came so close, but could, couldn't uh, get the win. Uh, but yeah, if, as long as, you know, we can make sure we get that, that win in game two. Uh, I like our outlook for this series. Um, we're just going to have to make sure that, you know, ham maybe adjusts a little bit quicker uh, during the game and that the Lakers, um, can uh, make sure that they maybe make better decisions down the stretch. And that's something I want to go ahead and stress as well, Stone, that I was really surprised how the Lakers came back. They were looking devastated and defeated on every single avenue for three quarters, yet somehow they managed to go ahead and claw their way back into the game. They they never gave up. It was not due to a lack of effort. It's just they were simply just not being able to go ahead and find the ways to go ahead and, and just – play better defense, better rebounding for three quarters. They just didn't have an answer. But again, the way they came back in that fourth quarter gives me hope for game two that the Lakers have found some types of flaws in Denver's game that will hopefully uh, serve them a lot better in game two. Also here today, good man indeed. He is a great part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break anytime he's on. Michigan State man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out every time he's here or when he's competing at Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia, it is L. Rob. L. Rob, great to have you here, my friend. Always, always a pleasure. I want to ask your thoughts. You know, the, the first three quarters, Joe and Stone and I were, were just seeing this as a, a precursor for a Lakers blowout in the entire series. Then all of a sudden, you know, they came back and it just seemed like, wow, they really do have a chance down the road in a seven-game series that they just keep on playing the way they did in that fourth quarter. Yeah, the comeback was was encouraging. Uh, you know, it was just it was baffling the way they, you know, if Joker's gonna get his, right? So yeah. why I just don't get why you wanna double him and leave other guys wide open, you know. I'm gonna have to pull a pull a stone here and and, and say, hey, you know, Darvin Ham, I, I mean I don't get it. I mean, he's been coaching very good the playoffs, but his decision to two to double Joker and then to go under screens with with Dennis, I just those were you know two bad decisions. I mean, not even mentioning the fact that you know Lakers were winded in altitude, they weren't getting back on defense. You got to deal with all those things anyway. But to have bad uh, strategic game plan or out the gate, you know, just gave those guys confidence. You know, KCP, he's a front runner. You you let him get going, you know. Brown, same thing. It's like D-Lo. Come on, man. 
if Brown's got it, he's going to drive, he's going to Euro, and he's going to try to get in the basket. No one on the Lakers' defense until I, I think two minutes ago in the third quarter, no one stepped in front of somebody driving straight down the middle. I think Reeves finally did step in front of somebody driving KCP and and took a charge. It's like, you know, it was very, very, very disappointing um, game plan and lack of, lack of effort. So, yeah, the, the comeback was nice. At no point did I think the Lakers were going to win. It was, it was, not, and it was predictable. When they got within three, I was like, LeBron's going to shoot a three. You know, you stopped doing what was successful. You, you was going to the basket, putting pressure on them, kicking to Reeves for the three. Now you want to be the hero and shoot the three. It, very frustrating game. It was a game that um, they didn't get them a chance of self to win with the game plan. And then when you finally got back in the game, you, you know, you try to be a hero at the end, which, you know, I mean, LeBron played a great game, so you can't really fault him for wanting to take that shot. But Dennis, the shooter's strength is quickness. So by, by, by going under screens, you negate the reason you got him in the game is that he can fight over screens. And so, if you're going to go under it, you should have probably started Vanderbilt because he can probably go under it and still affect the shot with his length. So I, I really do hope they switch up that game plan in, in the next game. If, I mean, it was great putting Rui on, on Joker, and maybe that's the plan. But AD's got a man up, man. you got to check him. If the Lakers want to win, you have to prove you're the best defensive player in the league by checking Joker one-on-one. You can't let the rest of those guys get off because Joker still is going to get his 25. And he's going to get his 12, 13 rebounds. And he's going to still going to get assists. So why not let him go wild and try to stop these other guys? I don't get it. Your thoughts on this before I hit it over to Joe. I know Zangerstein said it in our chat. I really appreciate her and everybody else that did such a great job in our chat room at Playback about the three-guard lineup once again, something that Ham has been infatuated with during the course of the season. That's one of the reasons why we were so hard on him at various points of time this season. Started it again this time around, stayed with it maybe too long. You talked about the fact he wasn't fighting over the screens. He was going under the screens and getting burned every time on it, and the quickness was being negated by it. Your thoughts, though, on maybe starting something bigger. We thought Vando should have started in the first place to go against Murray to give him a try first off to try and slow him down because he was really cooking for a while there, especially in the first three quarters. Your thoughts on maybe going to Vando and Rui for a little bit more for game two. Oh yeah, I was definitely I was expecting Vando to start off on, on Murray. I, that's what I was expecting. So I didn't like the, you know, I didn't like the three guard lineup. And obviously, uh, but even worse than the, the lineup was the, the strategy you're deploying with that lineup. So yeah, it was it was it was just bad. But I don't know about Vando. I mean, it looks like he's kind of you know, he, he it looks like I don't know, maybe the moment is too big for him. When he gets in the game, he's you know, he's fumbling the ball. Lonnie Walker's fumbling the ball today. They, you know, they were they weren't exactly uh ready today. But hey, it's game one on the road, tough environment. So you'll chalk it up. But but uh, yeah, I was not expecting three guard lineup. It definitely didn't work. So no, it did work this time around indeed. Once again, the Lakers do unfortunately lose, coming back, storming back to get within three, but they fall just short, 132 to 126. Well, that gives uh, Denver a one nothing lead, but again, but it also gives us hope as Lakers fans 
for Better Game 2. Also here today, good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today. As Ox1947, right there for you at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, good to have you here, my friend. It's such a great part. Even our back and forth on playback. I want to hear your thoughts on this. The Lakers played lousy defense for the most part in this game until it really mattered the most. Did they take some lessons that they learned that they can utilize in game two? I don't know. Maybe I'm interpreting it differently. I, I did well, when see... When you give up 132, man. Yeah, that, 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 that's fine. But I, I saw on several occasions... The, the, I mean, there was, a, there was a clip of Reeves' hand doing the Shan, Shane Battier like on Kobe on Porter, and he swished it. This was going on almost the entire game until the end. The Denver Nuggets came out and successfully applied the pressure they needed to apply to build a large enough lead to sustain what ended up happening in the end. I, I there are issues that the Lakers had that they that you can't put blame on, but this was not a night of anything other than Denver playing out of their minds. They played out of their freaking mind. I've never seen them play like this, even this year. As much as we've propped them up, even since the summer, I didn't expect them to shoot the way they shot today. Uh, although we did say before, if Denver makes their shots, that's how they're going to win the series. And that's exactly what they did tonight. With that, Darvin Ham adjusted very well late in the four, or I should say in the fourth quarter. And the Lakers should be commended again for not giving up and almost Agreed. pulling it out. I mean, come on. This has been going on for a while. This has been going on for a good a good month now. The Lakers are are showing everything that you want your team to show. They they're competing from quarter from from the tip to the buzzer. They're not giving up, even in the losses. And tonight, they were just a few shots away from from miraculously pulling this out and having you get a tattoo on your ass. And I did not was, say in my ass. Was, I said was, a tattoo. Was, you added that, that was, in there. No, the, the, no, no. We were no, so close, no, right? No, right, Stone? No, no, we were no, so close. No, no, we would no, have had no, that. No, no. I said we would have had it. I said and, the Lakers tattoo, and, but I didn't and, say where. And Gerald you might want to argue against it. Talk I've got over it on me tape. while I'm I've explaining it. But you, 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 I've got it recording. You, you got no, it recorded. No. Play it back on the show say, so everybody say, can see what you say, said. No, yeah, no, and, no, no, and, no, no. And then no, we can no, go. No, go. no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? You can kiss. <laughs> so. <sighs> exactly. Tat on his ass. There the you Lakers, go. Thank you, Blue. The, <laughs> the Lakers should go in they should they should go in tomorrow and go all right we acclimated ourselves to the atmosphere we had we had we had heard or at least i had heard that it it takes about a half to get acclimated to the denver altitude and it it played out like that the lakers weren't that bad in the third they actually won that quarter by four points so the second half was all a success for the Lakers. And it just happened to be true that they probably got their wind when they came back out. And it's it, it wasn't one of those things where Denver was 
kind of taking their foot off the, the, the gas. They were still making shots in the third quarter. But the Lakers were able to adjust and get used to the atmosphere. So if I'm the Lakers, I am very encouraged by the, the ad- adaptation. And you go into Thursday's game knowing you take that game, Denver is going to have pressure the rest of the way. And that's something I want to go ahead and reiterate. They were within, they actually had a chance to tie the game, Joe. That, that missed and one was the one that scared me. I thought if, if, if LeBron had hit that shot, he hit that first free throw, which would have meant he would have had a three point play instead. And when that ended up being a one point uh, series and the Lakers would have been, they would have been down one at that point versus three. That was the killer for me. I know his three-point shot, you're all right on that one. He probably shouldn't have taken it. But at the same time, if he makes it, it's a, it's a good shot. That's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't shots. And he's made that shot before he at had that a wide time before. Line. But it's very true. But I, I believe that that missed layup was worse because you would have you lost two points in that in that series. And if and you're down one, the tip, tip if you're in. down one with them getting the ball, they're they're pressing even more when they're when they're only up one and they miss that next shot. And now you have to hit a three to tie it. You can't hit a three to go ahead or tie it with a two. It just it changes the whole dynamics, especially when you're on the road and you're coming back from such great lengths. But I'll end it. I'll end this first. Uh, discussion on the fact that Darvin Ham putting Rui on Jokic was huge. Denver's going to probably try to adjust from that, but I also believe that that's going to be a little hard for Denver to do that because it was one-on-one and AD was able to still kind of stay within range and still be able to kind of disrupt what was around them. If they're going to single cover Jokic on that on the, on the, on that set, it's going to be hard to have those guys shooting those open shots like they did. So that's that's what I'm going to be looking at Thursday. I'm I'm, I'm very curious to see how that develops if uh, Coach Malone ends up adjusting to that. It's 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 going to be a game of adjustments, a series of adjustments, and. Hopefully the Lakers can adjust quick enough this time so they can take take game two. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can... Why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers do fall just short in a miraculous comeback that fell, unfortunately, just a little bit short. 132-126, the Lakers are down 1-0 in the series. But again, we have hope heading into Game 2 on Thursday. I want to ask you this, Stone. Again, I I know you and Laker Nick, uh, when you, we were talking about as we were leaving playback, 
you were talking with Nick about how you guys felt as opposed to I felt. I felt energized. I felt like, you know what? The Lakers have a, now a realistic shot and have put that in Denver's heads that they can win on the road in Denver. They, they made the changes that can actually put some scares into Denver. I realized that they just hone up the defensive end a little bit. And again, as Joe says, you know, the, the sheer basketball luck of these miraculous three-point shots after three-point shots that don't go in this time around. I think the Lakers have every bit that, you know, a chance to go ahead and take game two. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily disagreeing with the optimism for, for maybe game two. It's just the frustration of having been so close and, and just poor decision-making ultimately from LeBron that, that led to us playing us out of the game. I mean, really it was our own fault um, at that point when you're, and with all the shots Denver had hit, with every as good as they played throughout those first uh, three and a half quarters, um, you know, we were down three with 40 seconds left, a prime opportunity to go towards the rim, cut it down to one, and, and maybe get a stop or something. Uh, and LeBron, who's been a sub 30% three point shooter during the playoffs, decides to take a three. Uh, just not smart, um, not smart basketball. And I think that uh, it doesn't discourage me from, you know, maybe what we might be able to do in game two. Um, it's just that the fact of having been so close and for us to uh, basically give it away um, it is really the, the frustrating part. I'll tell you what, though, I think there's still a lot to look forward to for game two. L. Rob, let me bring you on in this one now. When it comes to what you see now with the Lakers going forward, again, I know that there's going to be an adjustment to the adjustment that Darvin Ham now has with with Rui. If he brings him in, let's say he starts it. Let's say he starts Rui, and that's something we'll go ahead and ponder as far as a new starting lineup for this team. If Rui starts in place of Schroeder, or if Rui starts in place of D'Lo, who at times looked absolutely terrible on the defensive end, just to bring in more size and possibly a little bit better rebounding because the Lakers got killed on the glass, absolutely killed us. At one time, as Laker Nick noted on our stream, it was 20 to three. And overall, it ended up being, let me count it down here, uh, 47 to 30, the Lakers got out-rebounded. So if they bring in some size, have Rui play up on on Nicola, I know that they're going to try and make adjustments on Denver, but I think they should at least give that a shot more extensively in game two. Yeah, I agree. You're going to lose your, your firepower off the bench if you do that. But uh, it looked, I mean, it worked so well in, in game one that that would be a logical, logical decision. And you're freeing up Anthony Davis. So um, I like that adjustment if that's what he decides to do. Um, I will say, I mean, yes, Denver did hit some tough shot. Michael Porter Jr. Um, but he he's going to hit those, so we might as well get used to those. A hand in his face. That prayer, the, though, by Jokic at the end of the Yeah, I mean, Jokic hit one, and then Jamal hit one. Both of them hit a prayer. Um, but, hey, Reeves banked in one. I mean, it happens. But Michael Porter Jr. with Reeves hanging on him, I mean, that's not going to even – that doesn't even phase him. He's a, he's a lethal three-point shooter. And he's going to hit. But the problem is you can't get guys like KCP's open threes. You can't give, you know, Murray is tough enough. And Murray's had so many open threes by the time, you know, we tried to, 
you know, do something to him. He was, he was in the rhythm. But the effort just wasn't there defensively. I mean, rebounds, when you're getting re- out-rebounded, what, at one point it was 30 to 10 or something. When you're getting out-rebounded 3 to 1, the initial defense was decent, but you didn't you didn't finish the job by getting your rebound. So it was a spirited comeback, but, the you know, you're giving away a game. This is playoffs, first one to four. You gave away the first one by not bringing the energy and effort. So I'm usually a little bit more optimistic, and I still think the Lakers can can take this. But I was very uh, disappointed in the game plan and in the effort for the first 24 minutes. I mean, they had 70 points. <laughs> it's 70 points at half. Their transition defense some point, was awful. Defense did get a little bit better, and a lot of those were open shots. They were they weren't. Guys were driving down the middle. I mean, Bruce Brown drove down the middle in the third quarter and just dunked. Yeah, the first two and a half quarters, I mean, the reason it was it got to be tough shot making in the past, like in the second half, but in the first half, it was just everything was wide open. It wasn't, they weren't shooting out of their minds because it, they were uncontested shots. Yeah. They're just hitting everything and because there is no contest to them. So, um, yeah, but in the second half, there is. No, no matter how tight you play them, they're just hitting crazy sh- shots, which is what they do. I mean, Jokic and, and, and MPJ are two of the best tough shot makers in the league. So you're going to have to figure out a way to, uh, as Al Rob is saying, uh, figure out how to defend the other guys. Joe, let me ask you this, my friend. I know that uh, you have a little bit to go ahead and bone to pick with the uh, announcing staff for tonight. But when it comes to overall in the game, I feel encouraged, man. I absolutely feel encouraged. The only way you're going to beat the Lakers is if you do what you did tonight. And even you, even though you did it, you still almost lost. So the Denver Nuggets are going to have to play 48 minutes of stand-up shooting. And it's going to come down to are the Lakers going to quit at this point? Will they quit? And they haven't quit in any of these games the last month. Game two will obviously be an identifier for what's going to likely happen in this series. If Denver wins in a close game, they're going to have that confidence to, you know, say, man, we just got to get two more wins and, and we're, we're, we're there. Joe, uh, 55% again in Denver? It's not that they shot 55%. It's it's how they made some of these shots. That Jamal Murray shot. That Jamal Murray shot. That Jokic shot. That no, no, order can shot. Can we shoot 55% again? Oh, do you think we'll shoot 55 yeah, uh, I mean, we, we shot. We played great on offense. I, I don't think Denver. I think what, it, what, what happens a lot when a team is dominating on offense, they don't play defense as hard because they're so confident that they're going to be able to score on the other end. I don't really think Denver was really – they were just kind of like, all right, we're going to hit threes. You do your twos every now and then, and we're going we're gonna to bury you, which is what they were doing. I don't know how Malone's going to adjust now that – Darwin adjusted. That's that's what I'm going to pay attention to. And I'm going to take a guess that Darwin's going to have to make a decision on starting Rui. I just going to I'm I'm curious to see if he's going to take Schroeder out or Delo. My guess is he's going to take Schroeder out put the uh, Rui in there. And then obviously a 
adjust accordingly to that. Uh, D'Lo has this habit of disappearing in, let's say, three of the six games. So let's hope that he he's a shot maker in uh, in game two. But even with that, his issues is he can't stay in front of his guy. That's that's the issue. Uh, I don't know how he's going to adjust to that, but we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll get a chance to see that soon enough. And the Lakers scored 124 without doing a lot in transition and without getting to the free throw line more than their opponent. It, it, it was it was the kind of game that Denver needed to win. That there is no other way to look at it. I don't I don't know what else to say other than, yeah, Lakers didn't play good defense for the first two and a half quarters. Maybe we should have adjusted earlier. Maybe we should have come to Denver on Sunday night and adjusted to the altitude. There's a hundred things you can say what they needed to do to win this game. Ultimately, all that doesn't matter. They were three points away from tying the game, and they had the possession. They didn't. And I'm looking that at, I'm looking at that as if you guys are going to play this badly for the for first two and a half quarters and still be one possession away from tying a game at the end on the road, I'm going to assume you're going to come out game two and, 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 and do some damage because I'm not expecting Denver to shoot like that again. I'm not expecting it. They may, but I'm not expecting that was just, it's one thing to shoot open shots. It's another when you have KCP hitting it off the glass from 15. I mean, they, it wasn't just three pointers. It wasn't just heaves. It was Bruce Brown running like he's AI and, KCP hitting it off the glass and making it. They were making every kind of shot, and it it was like Drago fighting Rocky. The Lakers were Rocky today. They just they the Lakers would not go away, no matter how miraculous these these shots were. And I'll and I'll and I'll, I'll, I'll end it at this: when Reeves hit that second three that got him within three. Look at Jamal Murray. If you guys recorded the game, he looked like he was like. That right there, remember that sigh from him. Because if this happens again, that will be a reminder that you're going to have to put a stake in the Lakers. You're going to have to put a stake in them. Otherwise, they'll, you're going to fight. You're going to find out that they're, they're going to end up winning the series. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately lose. 132 to 126. They are down the series 1-0. But again, a great and valiant try in that fourth quarter to come back so close with a chance to tie just short, unfortunately, for the Lakers fans out there. But again, we now have hope that it, the Lakers can go ahead and turn it on with a much better performance in, for actually four or a full four quarters for the second game. So I'm definitely looking forward to that on Thursday. Remember, it's 5.30. You can join us on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. That is where you found on playback Stone Hansen and the guys right there for you at their at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, their playback feed for tonight's lottery. And before we get back to Joe, before we get to back to L Rob on, and I know Joe has a rant coming up that I know everybody's been waiting for and dying for. Your thoughts, though, again, I predicted that the Spurs would win just because they seem to have the thoughts. And I want to get your thoughts on this too, L Rob, about you know how they win all these big man lotteries. It did, you know, I don't think it's an accident. 
But your thoughts, though, on the Spurs winning the lottery? I was rooting actually for kind of for Charlotte because they absolutely cannot do anything right at that that organization, and having something go their way once would have been nice to see. But your thoughts on the Spurs winning the lottery? I was just gonna say that I'm, I'm even though I'm a Lakers fan, obviously we didn't have any chance at getting Wimbanyama, so I was pretty happy that he went to the Spurs because uh, of all the teams in that sort of bottom area. Uh, I think the Spurs are the best developmental context for him. And just as basketball fans, I think we're going to see the best version of Wimbanyama that we can in comparison to any other team that he could have gone to in that sort of realistic range. So I, I was pretty happy that he ended up on the Spurs. I think they're going to use him well. Um, he really is. I've I've watched a lot of basketball. He's definitely up there as I've said generational only for Luca prior to him, but I would put that label on Wembenyama as well. Uh, and I'm just really excited to see him in the league. I think he's going to be um, just an awesome player and, and someone that regardless of what team you root for, I think everyone's going to just enjoy watching him play basketball. I agree with you on that. All right. He's here. He's here indeed. Magic man. I'm going to go ahead and hit L Rob and I'll get it right back to you. My friend to give you plenty of time to go ahead and rant yourself. Looking good with the Jersey on. We almost pulled it out tonight. Before we go ahead and do that, though, L. Rob, I want to ask you this: Your thoughts on the lottery, with with uh, obviously the history that they have, winning the lottery twice before, and having big guys that are part of the Hall of Fame. This looks like it's going to be the same kind of direct line for San Antonio. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, ever since they tanked to get Duncan, you know, they said what they said David Robinson for about, I don't know, last. He has some little minor injury that he was supposed to be out for a week in, in early February and never came back. Uh, so, you know, they were the Lakers rivals for a good part of Shaq and Kobe. So I've never warmed up to the Spurs, but I do respect them. Great organization. And, and um, you know, this guy is like, you know, everyone's saying he's, he's, he's that guy. He's a once in a generation type player i'll be excited to see him as a Pistons season ticket holder i was hoping you know why did the pistons have to get number one when kate cunningham was the best guy on the board i mean however happy ben wallace was then he was oh so mad today was he not when he got number four? Oh yeah that was not that was not the plan they fell all the way to number five but... he was steaming <laughs> But yeah, that was predictable. San Antonio, you know what? They they got David Robinson, they got Duncan, and now they got Wimby. So he is going to be awesome. That 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 you know, I didn't I didn't want him to come in the West though. I just want to get him far away as possible from the Lakers. Send him to Charlotte, please. I would have liked to see him and, and Melo. That would have been pretty exciting. Absolutely, though. Uh he is going to San Antonio. It looks like it's going to be a long career for him. Hopefully he stays healthy. Uh, Pop is going to have himself a good one. We talked a little bit about that on playback about the future of the Spurs. Maybe Bob Myers goes there and if he leaves uh, Golden State. So we'll see what happens. But also here today, good man indeed. He's shaking his head. But you got to go ahead and give the Lakers a really big A for effort. Almost came back for the victory. Good man indeed. Clean looking hair and aerodynamic mm-hmm. and he looking sharp with the Lakers jersey. It is the oh guy that just left accidentally. Looks like his uh, yeah. As soon as I was giving him a nice intro too. Or there you go. That's that's how bad it was. That's how bad it was for the Lakers today, right there for you. But a good man indeed. 
He's the madman from Canada. You just can't get out of Toronto traffic. It is the magic man, the host of Magic Man in the Morning, Sean Grice. Sean, good to have you here, my friend. Always a great part and most beloved part of this program. And no, don't listen to Joe. I was not going to get a tattoo on my butt. I said a Lakers tattoo. I did not say where. And that is officially, no, I did not say my face or my butt. So be that as it may, and I did read your email about the underwear thing. Your thoughts, though, on today's game. What can you take out of, seriously, though, what can you take out of today's game? Absolutely terrible three quarters, but a, obviously a something to look forward to for game two after the way they played in that fourth and final tilt. Yeah, I mean, it's just that simple. I I, uh, I don't have anything else to add. It's just a, that fourth quarter, they fought back pretty hard. But, uh, I mean, you know, Gerald, I got to be honest. I'm not overly concerned, honestly. It was a bad effort for three quarters. I'll admit that. But, I mean, this is still a long series. And I kind of knew, and people should have kind of had common sense here that, you know, this was probably going to be a business trip and the best you can hope for is 1-1 because Denver's in their own barn <clears throat> and we knew game one would be uh, would be a test. So I was I was I uh, commend uh, the effort in the fourth. And uh, by the way, I walked into my home in the dark and had to change in the dark. And I just happened to pick this jersey out in the dark, Gerald. So. I would say that's a very good omen for the Lakers. Anyway, so now let's, let's hope let's hope let's hope in game two Denver shoots like they're in the dark. Yes, I hope they do, or at least half the team, because that okay. would bode well for us. Well, how uh, about if Jokic and Murray plays like that? Yeah, I, I I'm hoping at least one of them plays like that, preferably both. But uh, they're both world class players. Can't expect both of them to lay an egg. But I will say this, Gerald, who else tanked in 1997? Oh, I thought you were going to say who else tanked this year, and I would have said no, Dallas. No, I'm, sure I, paid so, off for them. so we're going back to the Tim Duncan era. Who oh, else tanked to that year, Gerald? Boston. As, as That's right. Yeah. And do you remember who Boston ended up with? Was that the bias? No, that was too. That was too late. Uh, I do not. I forget. Go ahead. Hit me up, man. So uh, they they they. I believe they drafted Van Horn and then traded him. Oh, that's right. That's right. To the new. Yeah, to to New Jersey. Yeah. So let Look me how ask, that worked out. Yeah. So you know, I would have rather the Spurs got Duncan than Boston. And you know, it just so happens that now Wemby ends up. In San Antonio, we all thought this was going to happen, Gerald. I mean, it was a coin flip, right? You either thought it's probably going to be San Antonio, but Houston is right there too. They have a historical record with great big men as well. Charlotte ends up snake bitten again, Gerald. This is a franchise that still can't get the number one pick. Uh, that's, and, that's what we were saying. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, and... Not that it matters anymore, but they're 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 also, I believe, one of only two or three teams who haven't even won their division, and here they come up like short again. It, it just seems that that for whatever reason, it doesn't matter who owns that team. I'm sure uh, Mike is gonna uh, be happy when that's over. I don't I don't think it matters who owns the Clippers, who owns the Hornets, who owns. 
the Cleveland Browns. They're just poorly run franchises that just keep plugging away and hiring. It's, it seems like quality people, but the quality people just don't end up doing quality work in, in those organizations. Once again, uh, great job right there for you from Magic Man, Sean Grice. Once again, the Lakers, unfortunately, do lose 131 to 126. I want to go ahead and hit it back up to Joe. Uh, there were a couple issues that you had with the announcing. So before we head on out, and I know we're still going to be here for a few minutes longer, and I want to hear it from L. Rob and Stone and Sean once again. But before we head on out, I wanted to give you plenty of time to tell us exactly your thoughts on the horrible announcing. I mean, I guess the best way to put it was Stone Hansen saying, I don't listen to him, haven't listened to him in a year. I turned down the volume. I want to just hear the guys from the Lakers fast break. So your thoughts on how bad the announcing was tonight. Well, quick correction before I get into the rant. Uh, the Boston Celtics fell to three and drafted Chauncey Billups. Ah, there you go. Only, okay. only to trade him before the end of the year. Yeah, because he was such a he was floundering, and then the, you know, and he saw his career revive. Keith Van Horn went to New Jersey, uh, valiant player, but good, obviously, thank you. Good correction, Joe. And no, in no way, uh, I remember that draft very, very well. <sighs> Jeff Van Gundy, I used to like Jeff Van Gundy. I used to like Mark Jackson, much like I've discussed about sports casters like Colin Cowherd and Jim Rome. I know that the market will dictate whether those guys stay on air. Obviously, there's a there's an audience there. That's why they still get paid to do it. But I believe. It's it's the, the the analogy that I that I use is 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 I wish people did more what Quentin Tarantino did or does, which is he's going to be making his tenth movie and he, he doesn't make movies nonstop and allow himself to get into any kind of mediocrity. And I believe that a sportscaster has a shelf life not not as quickly as an athlete, but in terms of their their delivery, their energy, their ability to adapt to the current culture. Jeff Van Gundy used to have principles that were old-fashioned, fundamental-type things, right? So there was something endearing there. He is an absolute... And, and, and in the last five years, he, is, he has sold out those values to be with it. That's the only term I can think of at the moment that would be G-rated. And once in a while, he'll he'll try to get back to who he was, but he just looks stupid. And all I hear is him ranting about how everything needs to change and everything needs to do this and everything needs to do that because he doesn't like it. And I'm just like, dude, can you just color the game and shut the F up about every damn thing you don't like? The job of the color guy is to explain what's going on in the damn game to put color on it, right? While Mike Green, while Marv Albert, while Brian Anderson, whoever the hell is doing the play-by-play, -play, they're telling you what's going on in the game. Guys like Jeff Van Gundy are supposed to color and say, guys, this is what's going on in this possession. Right now, Rui is on Jokic, and they're not doubling on Jokic. And this is why. Why? Because you're the damn coach for how many years? You took a team to the finals. You have the intelligence of this stuff, okay? You can't sit there and say and be about it 
all of a sudden and then tell at the same time later, oh, they should change this. It's like, dude, we get with it. If you're thinking you're with it, you're not. You're flip-flopping. And I don't like flip-floppers. I don't like it. And Mark Jackson used to be a guy I liked too. But he's gotten bad. And this thing with the voting thing has, I don't even, they have to take away his vote. That is abhorrent. If you needed any proof, Jokic had a 50, practically a, I don't know, he had, he had one of the biggest triple doubles you'll see in, in, in a game like this. Like, what? how do you not put that guy in the MVP discussion as a voter? Like, you're one of 100 people. Like, so I'm, I'm just sick of these guys. And I, and we've been talking about this, the sports guys, the sports culture already. It is so bad. The people, who was that lady? Her name is McNutt. I was already making fun of the name before I even knew who she was. She did an interview. And I go, who, like, does anybody have any, does anyone get hired that has an actual talent to do the job? Or are you guys just thinking everything has got to be like Barkley and Shaq? Two guys who don't even watch the games, who just blabber all day, make fun of each other. And everyone's like, ha, 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 Shaq, <laughs> Barkley, they just say it how it is. Yeah, I, anyone can say it how it is. Anyone. I can, Gerald can, Sean can, everyone can. You know what? Why is it okay when they do it? Why? Why? Because it's Charles Barkley and Shaq? Well, you know what? It, it only just shows me that that's the quality that's there now. I used to watch Sports Center every day. I mean, every day after school. Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann. I mean, the freaking Stu Scott, the freaking creme de la creme. Now what? Who are they hiring now? Hiring people that have no idea what basketball is, football, whatever it is that they're talking about. And it's just, it. I thank God for playback because I, at, at some point it becomes, I, I, I don't like listening to it on mute. I like to feel the crowd. It's, it's, it's an enjoyable thing. What the NBA and NFL and these sports things need to do now, I know that I, when I used to have a satellite growing up, they used to have a feed where you can hear the crowd with no announcing. I would, I would love a choice. I would pay an extra 20, 30 bucks a month if they could just get rid of these a-holes and just let me hear the crowd. That's it. Give me that choice. You know, you're going to charge me $114 a month for really only four channels that I watch. Can I have a, can, I'll, I'll pay another 20 bucks a month. Can you, can you put one without, you know, a choice like Adam Silver? You know, you guys keep talking about improving the league and all that. How about this? I don't want to hear your announcers anymore. Go to hell, go go eat. You know what? I don't want to deal with it anymore. It's hard to pay attention to the game when you got this idiot who's constantly, nonstop. They gotta change this when they're flopping and when they're doing this. Yet this is the guy that flopped on Alonzo Mourning's leg in a fight. The irony in that is hilarious. You guys wanted to rant? I couldn't rant on my Lakers. I haven't been able to rant on them for three months. Yeah, they don't deserve a rant. They don't deserve any rants. Hey, Joe. But we find ways, right? This is my rant on this issue. And I think Stone agrees with me. He hasn't listened to anybody in how many years. So it's not just me, guys. It's not just me ranting because I feel weird 
No, it's a problem. It's a problem. No, I've been I've been listening to them in over a decade. Yeah, exactly. So even Sean doesn't listen. It's a problem. It's a problem. Your your product sucks. Make it better. You got a good play by play guy. The guy's got good catchphrases. Got a good tenor to his to his voice. He can react to good things. How about putting somebody? And, and, and that's the problem. Is these guys are all former players. That's what makes it worse. Is these guys are former coaches and former players and. They should be talking about the game, not about how they need to stop doing 50 things and change the whole thing. Like, dude, just pay attention to the game you're announcing. Stop with this change everything. It's it's getting nauseating at this point. Stone, John says, Sweating give him a, like a Jersey Mike's sub, uh, by the way. I no longer support them. But if you guys what? want to go yourselves. <laughs> Jersey Mike's rules, man. No, I just don't go to the ones locally that I go to. Oh, that's right. That, we talked that, about that. I don't yeah, like yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah. You told me. You told me about that. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You got clearance with me on that. All Wait, right. what happened? But I don't like my got, old owners, so I, I refuse to give him playbacks. Any owner, seriously. For those of you who hate you don't your, like your, you. your your employees, For those of you who like hate you. your job, start your own gig, man. This is 2023, man. Your employees so you don't have to work for anyone. Yeah, exactly. For anyone. Oh man, I tried. I tried, guys. I tried to be the corporate guy. I try to. Uh, I, I call it selling out, right? That's what I call it now. At the time, I didn't know it that way. I tried selling out. I tried being a part of the corporate shtick. Middle management is the worst thing for a business. Always know this: middle management is a detriment to pro- progress. If you don't believe me, go follow what Elon Musk did when he bought Twitter. That's all I'm going to say. He got rid of everyone in the middle. Everyone. And the thing still ran well. Actually better. Not supporting his politics. I'm not supporting his way of life. I'm not supporting anything. Just look at the, the, the stats of what he did. If, if that's something you guys are into. When, when you're in the business world, your mind is always looking at advantages and learning and crap like that. That's, that's sorry. I, I know I'm a little boring in life for some people, but it is what it is. But the thing is, if if you're gonna, if you want financial freedom and freedom in general, be your own boss. Deal with the payroll tax. Deal with the workers' comp if you have to. It's it's a minor thing. It's a little minor thing. But man, you get to get up when you want, go to sleep when you want. You want to work 18 hours or 18 minutes? It's your choice. Hey Joe. Yeah. Do you remember who Keith Van Horn was traded for? I don't remember him being traded draft Tim, night. Tim Thomas. And and I'd argue he had a better career than Keith Van Horn. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that one. All right. That's fine. I think so, Keith Van Horn Philly, had a good Philly, run from 97 Philly, to 02. Philly, you, know, you know Tim Thomas was almost a Laker. Yes, and Tim Thomas and Kobe were uh, the, the one and two in, in, in America in 1996. Tim Thomas was... Uh, very very good. Uh, that trade very, very that, tra- that trade was sur- that uh, trade was surprise. Hold on, that trade okay. was surprising at the time because Philly traded Keith Van Horn, right, to New Jersey, and New Jersey traded Tim Thomas to them, and then they completely got rid of him. I know. We had okay. a perfect power forward for AI. I digress. We went, we went from announcers. Oh yeah, I mean that, to that ownership like of Simblades here. I didn't say anything on ownership of Sinblades. I said 
I didn't say about anything about doing like We're a lifestyle channel. We're a lifestyle channel here. Here, we try to help our people here too. We're not just talk. I mean, we talk Lakers. Obviously, we talk sports. But my, I was just reiterating the issue that Stone was having, and the reason why he's having those issues is when you depend on someone else. That's not family. Typically, I know some family members suck. I'm just using you know the, the 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 rule. I know there are exceptions, but. When you don't, when you can't depend on family and and, and very 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 close friends, eh, eh, yeah, it's it's a whole it's a it's a crap show. It's it's a crap show again. We're here we to don't benefit. Like Tim Thomas. <laughs> Tim, Thomas Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas. Get that three to break our heart and gain six down in Phoenix. That was that was a five, killer. That was, that was a killer. I game, five, game I, six. Yes, it was game six, and Kwame Brown. Spoiled Kobe's fifty point game, right? Kwame yes. Brown standing there with his, you know what, in his hand. Now we're really going anything. downhill when we go Kwame Brown. <laughs> oh, God. Well, thank, thank God for Kwame Brown, because if it wasn't for Kwame Brown, know, we, we wouldn't have got Pau Gasol. Gasol. Yes, I know. I know, Sean. As so, we have learned on Lakers History 101. All right. Uh, well, you know what, Gerald? We need definitely more out of D'Angelo Russell in game two. And that's something I'll hit you up with in a second. I want to go ahead and hit you up on that in a second, but I want to get L Rob into this, my friend, because I know he's, he's been uh, very patient and I want to ask him this. One of the things that had been talked about that yesterday was about Tristan Kardashian Thompson being an option for the Lakers. And we kind of just like poo pooed on that one. And I would still continue to poo poo on that one. Mo Bamba. I know he did see a specialist on Monday was flown to Denver. He's still listed as out as of this point in time, but somehow may by the time that this, as long as this goes on, he may come back at a point. Do you think he's a viable uh, individual that can come off the bench and give you anything in regards to five fouls on Jokic or something like that? No I know awareness. this answer already, but they asked this question they, already. No court awareness. No, he hasn't ready, played in two no. years. Basketball skills. Yes, he can hit some threes if you if you bring him in. He can't hit anything. He's done. He's Udamas Haslam right now. Maybe no, worse. Bamba. 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 No, Bamba has played this year. Yeah, Bamba can hit some threes. Bamba's leg is. I mean, I'm not. This is a joke. His ankle needs to be amputated. I don't know what the hell happened. It's like Chris Mim all over again. He had one sprained ankle and the whole. His ankles bursting into nothingness. Like, what happened? Chris, yeah. Yeah, Mo Bamba, I haven't seen anything out of him in defensively to, to give me, encourage me. Actually, I would rather play Tristan. Thompson yeah, Bamba is the goat. Without the periods, that's just a goat. That that legit, like, literally. <laughs> I agree with you, Scar I mean, Sorry, I, El Rob, I didn't mean to interrupt you again. Sorry. You know what? When I'm oh, asking... Yeah. If, if the Lakers, if the Lakers get into foul trouble, you know, and I'm asking for Wendy and Gabriel over those two guys, you know, we're in trouble if that's the case. So I'm hoping that again, that the combination of LeBron James, Rui Hashimura, and then a little bit of AD, not as much AD on straight up on Jokic. Hopefully, we can go ahead. We found a success, Magic Man, in that fourth quarter. And before I get it over to Stone, we found some success. D'Angelo was not part of that success in the fourth quarter. We all saw how bad he was. Do you think he can rebound and actually give us something that we he can contribute positively on both ends of the floor? I, I'm not sure on the defensive end, but at least enough offense to keep him out there. Sorry, I was just going to say that I think it really just depends night to night. There's no 
consistent answer of whether Dilo is going to hit his shots or not, which is kind of scary, but it's something we're going to have to live by and, and sort of just um, go with whether it's him or if Lonnie has it go and go with him um, or, you know, play up with bigger defense and maybe go with Braun, Vando, Rui in AD lineups if you have to. But I don't think Dilo is somebody that has to play in the fourth quarter if his shots aren't going in. Your thoughts, Sean, again, because D'Lo is an adventure, whether it's game by game or it's even within quarter by quarter. Sometimes you're not even sure what D'Lo is going to give you play to play, quarter to quarter or game to game. Oh, that's 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 very spot on, very accurate for the kind of player he is. Uh, I will say this, though. If he was able to back down Steph Curry and feel confident enough to hit 18 footer turnarounds on him. I don't know why he wouldn't feel the same confidence doing it if he was up against Jamal Murray or Bruce Brown. Now, Brown's a better defender than Murray, a little longer than him, but D'Lo has size on both of those guys. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, he, he's not recognizing that or, is like you said, Gerald, maybe, and Stone's brought this up, his his processing skills are maybe, you know, like quarter of a second, third of a second, maybe behind most elite facilitators and shot makers. He's capable of doing both at a high level. It's just it's a, like Stone has said, it's a processing issue with him most of the time. So what's concerning, right, is that Denver is a really bad transition defensive team, and they're a really bad screen defensive team, and the Lakers didn't do much of either tonight until the fourth quarter. Seems like we found a lot of weaknesses, Sean, that in the fourth quarter that mm-hmm. we weren't. Seems like we figured a lot of things out that hopefully yep. we can take the next I game. agree. I agree. You outscored them 34-26, so you figured something out there. I just wish the, the start would have been a little bit better. But like I said, Gerald, we had talked about game one. Like We, we all kind of anticipated those first 10 minutes would have been tough. And, you know, you started off down nine points in the hole, right? It was 18-9, and then Darwin called the timeout. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. The Lakers, unfortunately, did just not have enough tonight. 131 to 126, they fall to the Denver Nuggets, who are down. Lakers are one to nothing in the series. But before we leave, I want to go ahead and hit every one of you, starting with you, L. Rob. What would be the five players you want starting that game in Game Two? So give me your give me your thoughts on your starting five right out there for you. Well, who would you start in Game Two, my friend? Winion, um, 
Seriously, uh, my friend. I, I would just I would just put Rudy Rudy in and, and sub out uh Schroeder. So you okay. got D'Lo, Reeves, Rui, LeBron, and AD. The challenge still is always gonna so you stick so you stick D'Lo on on um I mean D'Lo has to go on, on KCP and and then you put Reeves on Murray. I would make sure Vando plays a lot more on Murray as well. Uh, that that's oh, yeah, yeah. I mean Vando's gotta stay in the rotation, give yeah. him his heavy minutes. Yeah. I mean, I like I like I like uh I do like Dennis on the pressure him, make him work bringing the ball up to court and you know. But uh maybe Dennis can slow up slow up Brown so he won't have 20 points or whatever he had tonight. So yeah. I'll tell you but what you gotta, though. You gotta keep D low in the start lineup just because I don't know what he can give you off the bench and you know. For every bad game, he's going to have a good game. So next game, he just got to give more effort on defense. I'm not going to worry about his shot making. His shot making is going to come some games. He's going to make shots. Some games, he's going to miss shots. But He was a minus 25. Yeah, he's going to let guys just drive you straight to the basket. Man, come on. I mean, he's out there taking shots after the game, according to reports. That doesn't really help us when you're not playing good defense at all. So yeah. minus 25. Guard somebody after the game. Have somebody yeah. bring you up the court and you work on defending that would be exactly. more impressive i'll be more impressed than that than i am with him getting up all these shots after the game i, I don't know what the, okay I, I, never mind joe but yeah i know you're gonna probably hopefully give me a straight answer in, in that when we go to you but stone you first my friend who give would you, you what start? i want to give you yeah that's you usually do unfortunately whether i like it or not stone go ahead you're starting five <laughs> for for game two who i would do or who i think yeah, who would you if you're you ever who coach Ham? I would go big. I'd I'd start uh Reeves, Braun, Re, Vando, and E D. I would try and counter their their bigness. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sean, your thoughts on the starting five, my friend? I I like that bigness. I like it's pretty good stone. If, if the Lakers win with bigness, I'll go ahead and put that in the main description. You better put that in your tattoo. The, the only better. issue with that lineup is no shootingness. That will not be on my butt. And and no no ball controllingness. Yes. Wowness. Okay, but Sean, you like that same lineup as well? Mm, that's a nice lineup, actually. That's you. You're going big there. I like that. Um, I would go Schroeder, D'Lo, Reeves, Braun, AD. All right, Mr. Joe, your turn now, my friend. Please you try want to, to hear stuck. it live? Yeah. No, it's okay. Actually, if if Stone's lineup, if they can play stop defense for 48 minutes for a full game, AD and LeBron would have to dominate on offense for that lineup to work. I mean, I'm talking AD's dropping 40 and and LeBron is at 35 for that to work because that lineup will at least be into into the Denver lineup and they're they're gonna they're gonna have an issue with getting free and having having good spacing and and, and open shots. So I would say. My instincts are saying uh, AD, LeBron, Rui, Reeves. And I, I still think that Darwin's going to start D'Lo. 
I don't think he's going to take him out of the starting lineup. So it's going to no. be Russell, uh, Reeves, Rui, AD, and LeBron. I believe that 100% will be the starting lineup. And they're, they're going to try to get back to what they did in the fourth quarter by playing Jokic with a guy that can at least body him up a little bit and, and hold his ground with, in Rui. But that way, you saw as he was bodying him up, it was to the point where it was slow enough where at least AD could come over and help. And that's Correct. exactly what you want. The So the advantage of, of, of Jokic, see Jokic, because he is slow, he is methodical, but he is slow. You can still use that to your advantage. So if, if you're going to play slow, you saw a few times where AD was blocking shots uh, because he wasn't, he's not going to do that dream shake anywhere in any way, right? 40 so, points, 10 rebounds, two blocks. Most shots. of his damage was in that first quarter. He had 12 rebounds in that first quarter. Yep. But after that, he only had nine. So I'm not saying that's bad either, but it just – that first quarter, they just came out and Lakers just – they felt like they were they were stuck to the wall, to the, to the floor. They couldn't move. And But they slowly got acclimated, I think, to the – to the altitude and then finally started coming back. Uh, and now I think they got a nice little feel. I'd say let's, if I have to use an analogy, I think maybe they're, they, they, they can do a little Floyd Mayweather jr. Right now. Okay. Floyd would lose two of the first three rounds sometimes to kind of get a feel for it. Then after that, they, he starts basically making you miss every time and it's smack you in the face a few times, just enough to win the rounds. Uh, that's what we want the Lakers to do in game two Lakers win game two. Pressure's all on Denver to get back to L.A. and steal one. And role players don't play as well on the road, and Denver doesn't play as well on the road either. Once again, it's the Lakers' fast break. The Lakers do just fall short with a 131-126 to loss. Truly appreciate everyone being here. Best Lakers chat room that's out there is the Lakers' fast break. I know Magic Man has got some stuff in the works. I know he always does. He's a great part of the Lakers' fast break. Also, Stone Hansen, Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Go ahead and check it out. You guys working on some stuff now that the lottery is finished, my friend? Uh, oh, yes. Um, we are doing a lot. We just put out a new podcast today on four new names. You can check that out. Uh, we obviously have our website going with workout trackers. We're watching the Combine this week. Doing Taking I mean, place right now. Taking place right now. It's not televised today, but um, tomorrow and in the following day it will be. Unfortunately, we cannot stream it because of certain streaming rights with playback, but we'll definitely be watching and we'll, we'll give our thoughts on that. We have, I mean, at least two podcasts coming out with uh, player deep dives, and then we're doing a 30 for 30 series on teams starting up this week. Um, so all in all, in this final what is it 40 ish so or days left for the draft 30 maybe now um we'll be putting out probably close to 50 podcasts so uh be on the lookout tons of content coming out um the website upside swings.com if you want to check out all of our podcasts and everything out there and uh, if you want to stay up to date because i'm doing other stuff uh, especially with the lakers right now including this um you can check me out at report underscore court on twitter my gosh, and I thought I was busy with podcasts. You guys are churning them out. That's uh, that's quite a bit, my friend. That's quite a bit. But looking forward to getting all that at UpsideSwings.com and UpsideSwings NBA Podcast. 
the NBA draft. Best place to go for all the news and notes there. Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Joe, what are they talking about on Lakers ball before we head it out? Is there a lot of positivity coming from there? It's 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 what could have been. A lot of lot of that tone. And I, I feel I, I might feel that a little bit tonight when I when things settle down a little bit. It, it's starting to kind of sink in. I'm that. actually positive. I'm positive. I am positive, but it's like God, if you that damn and one should have freaking gotten it. LeBron, you're talking about the three he missed. It was that damn and one that would have brought us to one that really, really hurt me in that that last sequence. I was just like, God, if you're if you're down by one. And then they're getting, they're bringing the ball up. They're 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 tight at that point. Up three, they know even if they miss, you still need a three to tie it, and a two is still giving them the lead. It's that one, man. That one would have changed, I think, enough to where the Lakers might have been able to, to turn the corner. But uh, we've had some losses in the playoffs, and I've said it before in both series. You win game two, you don't remember game one because then at that point, all that's going to matter is win your home games and, and, and get to the finals. If the Lakers don't win on Thursday, the series never really starts until the road team loses, but the Lakers are going to have to obviously win three and four to tie it. Then at that point, the series gets pretty interesting. How how that's going to go is going to be a toss-up. I don't know. I I'll know more on Thursday. Sean, before I hit up L Rob one last time, I want to ask you this. What you got planned for everybody this week with your awesome shows, juice snack packs, and of course, Magic Man in the morning. Yes, we've uh I'm 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 trying to get somebody locked in for uh Friday drill, but uh so far it's been uh, all quiet on the western front. You I don't know got what me. Is. You can always wake my old butt up. Yeah, I know. I can't. Yeah, he he knows all, no and you know, Gerald it. knows a lot about butts tonight. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead, Sean. Done with your stand-up routine, Sorrow? No. Yeah, st- stick to sin blades. I'm never, I'm never done, buddy. Never. <laughs> I'm like Jason Voorhees. Where's like your hockey the, mask? Without the mask. You're probably <laughs> as ugly as him, too. But go ahead, Sean. <laughs> Gerald, I I think I got a snack coming up maybe in the next few hours. I was thinking of throwing out a, a snack then. So, okay. yeah, there's snacks coming up. Not in a few. There will definitely be one in the morning. Gerald, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, you know, losing sucks. Nobody wants to lose. If you lose, you're out of the family, right? That's what Vince Lombardi said. Something like that, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm still feeling pretty good about this business trip. You know, I, I think they got to just lock in more defensively. I mean, as good as her offense is when it's chugging along, you can't give up 132 points again. That, that That's not a recipe for a Lakers victory. You know, we hang our hat on defense, so I expect uh, some adjustments to be made. Like you said, Gerald, there was some uh, that they, they dug uh, and got some diamonds there in the fourth quarter. We also have to understand, I'm sure Michael Malone and his staff will be looking at that fourth quarter and adjusting to the Lakers adjustment. So we're going to uh, just see how this chess match keeps unfolding. 
We'll see what happens, Deep. But check out Magic Man whenever he puts out one of the great shows. And like I said, Friday morning, worst comes to worst, you can always wake me up to go ahead and do Magic Man in the morning, indeed. But before we head on out, L. Rob, great to have you here as always, my friend. You were never on here enough. We always love having you aboard. Any last thoughts on what you're looking forward to game two before we head on out, my friend? I'm still confident the Lakers can take them. I mean, we're looking at, you know, at some point you got to win in Denver. So you got another shot in game two. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking game five may be a better shot now. Um, but I'm very interested to see what happens in game in, in, in game two. You know, Joker's, you know, Joker's going to do his thing, though. So if we're counting on him playing a bad game, I, I don't see it. So you got to beat him. I wish it's something. If AD plays like that again and doesn't have to worry about guarding Jokic, you know, a predominant amount of time, if somehow the Lakers could get away with playing Rui or LeBron on him or whoever on him and get away with it and can slow down Murray, you never know. The Lakers can make up for that five-point loss with a five-point or larger win on Thursday, and that's what I'm looking forward to indeed. So hopefully everyone will be around for our Awesome shows. If you have not clicked on Joe's face in the lower corner, the right-hand corner, <laughs> that one right there for you, please go ahead and do so to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air each and every time out. Truly appreciate you doing so. Alex, as I expect, a friendly whistle for the Lakers. Remember, NBA Mafia wants Lakers and Celtics and the LJ in the finals. So we'll see if that's the case. Uh, I know that Jimmy F and Butler will probably have something to say about that as well come tomorrow. So we'll definitely find out, but it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. Looking forward to all the action this week, a better game too. And obviously more shows from all of us here. So looking forward to that. Thank you again to everybody out there over 700 episodes, over a hundred thousand views, over a hundred thousand downloads truly appreciate it we were one of the top 100 basketball shows in america over the weekend so we cannot thank you enough for doing that so it's all because of you and all because of what we do here at the lakers fast break podcast